0: live from orlando florida you're listening to the orlando magic hq podcast the voice of magic fans join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates the show starts now what's up magic fans welcome back to another episode of the orlando magic hq podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network and bet online It is Sunday evening. We're recording this episode post-Orlando Magic and Charlotte Hornets at about 940 at night. And the Magic, massive, massive win against the Charlotte Hornets where it puts us seven games in a row where the Magic are in the win column. I'm sure that a lot of people are tired of eating Papa John's. I'm sure that um, Papa John's, from a marketing standpoint, this is not what they... they, uh, Is that a point that they're losing money, right, Al? They
1: have to be. And add to the list also, uh, add also Chick-fil-A. This players keep missing two free throws in the fourth quarter. So if you're actually redeeming these pizza coupons and uh, these Chick-fil-A coupons, uh, just keep an eye on it because it's the holidays. you got to put on some weight.
0: (laughs) Everyone in Orlando is getting fed uh in perfect timing with uh with Thanksgiving being over and, and we got our eyes set now for for December. But man, the the Magic have been playing awesome, awesome basketball. And today in today's episode, we're gonna we're gonna harp a little bit about you know what what exactly has led to the Magic playing so well uh on this seven game winning streak and kind of what's ahead. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsor. The holiday season is often rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the Big Four, Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer. Head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, to start off this episode, I wanted to do a little activity. If you haven't noticed, man, the Orlando Magic have been doing this thing where, in the beginning of the season, I believe it was the beginning of the season, where they asked specific players to draw the logo of their opposing teams and they've been utilizing the picture that is drawn um as part of the the scoreboard which i think is pretty dope because we've been seeing some very very interesting drawings would you would you would you agree with me Al? oh it's been fun especially
1: tonight against the hornets that was really really cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, i think Jalen suggs was the one that drew the the hornet so we thought man what it can't be too hard to draw a hornet right <laughs> so al we're we're gonna put 30 seconds up real quick um you you got your pen and paper ready i got mine I'm ready, ready. Yeah, and just just to kind of confirm for everyone in YouTube land, I got a blank piece of paper. We're gonna we're gonna do this drawing real quick, thirty seconds, um, and see what we come up with, and see and see if you know we we compete well with with Jalen Suggs. All right, let let's do it. All right, so I got the timer Ready?
1: here for recording. You can yep. go live
0: now. Go. Cool. So when it comes to the Hornets, I am not a good drawer whatsoever, but I've been playing with AI a little bit. And I think I kind of have the gist of what a Hornet would look like, right?
1: You think so? I have, not, I have no clue. I saw the logo in the box score for tonight's game. That's my, my cheat, I guess, but I have no idea what I'm doing here. Let's see.
0: Uh,
1: 10 seconds, bro. Is, Is there a gonna- basketball in the Hornets logo? If you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Three,
0: two, one. All right, what you got? Go first. All right, so let, no, let's see your first. What you got? Let's see if you can see this. Can You see that? Yeah, it looks like a Pokemon. Damn, you even wrote <laughs> out the Charlotte Hornets. Man, yeah. That's, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. I like it. It's not bad. What you it's got? Not bad. Your Hornets have like armpit hair, but it's not, it's not <laughs> bad. That's what I came up with.
1: Whoa. Right? Hey, that's actually better than Schofield. I, I got to say it. But there's no ball in the logo. There's not a ball in the um, logo? No. I'll take the it right now.
0: Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. Oh, man. I didn't even put the, the, the antennas for the Hornets. All right. Yeah. So maybe it's not as, as easy as, as <laughs> it looks. I think Schofield was the one that did the Celtics one, right?
1: uh the opposite so jalen sucks the celtics and schofield did it tonight but the cool thing uh, was, it I, was if you guys caught it in the game but um they took the look the drawing they actually made it into the hornets logo for the rest of the game that was pretty cool i may have missed it for the celtics but i noticed it tonight that was really cool because again the rest of the night if you look at jumbotron you're like what what is that and it was actually the drawing so that was pretty awesome <laughs>
0: yeah man the atmosphere uh you're you're at the games you go to every you're a season take holder so you you get to go Mm -hmm. to every single game but just from from watching the games from home it feels different it feels louder it feels like it shouldn't feel like a playoff game just yet but it feels that way it it feels like every basket matters and, and maybe can kind of contribute some of that to the fact that you know the end season gives it a little more of that feeling but Man, the the magic holding on to the second place uh, spot in the East is is fun, man. It's fun to brag about. I've been going into every single debate, whether it's on social media, whether it's it's friends in person, uh, with a little different type of swagger in my in my debates because the the magic are the real deal. Um, and if you don't know by now, it's only it, it's it's happening little by little where. The national media now is starting to catch up to to what we know. And, and it really, this, this homestead has been a, an awesome confidence booster for, I think, for the fan base, because you said it yourself, we were talking about it a little off air, where there was multiple times against the Celtics where, you know, they, there was obviously a lot of green and there was times where they've attempted to start some Boston Celtics chance, but this year it just wasn't happening.
1: No, and I mean, that's thing happened with the Lakers when they were in town. Um, so again, major props to Magic fans that are showing up to the games. Um, I'm one that if you, if you can sat next to me in the past or whatever, I wasn't really the loudest, but man, this year, the energy at the arena is forcing me to. I don't know if it's my new seats. I don't know what it is, but, uh, my wife is a, is a true, uh, witness of this. I've lost my voice a couple of times, like that Lakers game. I came home with no voice. Um, so I, I know, I emailed you, hey, I texted you, like, hey, should we record tonight? And then I'm like, nah, we can't do this because I had no voice. So, like, that multiplied times 18,000 people at Mway, it's been happening. Um, and to your point, the energy of this team, man, like, you can think about Jalen Suggs, Mo Wagner. They're pumping the crowd in the game to get louder. Like, that is amazing. That Jalen Suggs three to, to put the Celtics away and him waving at the crowd, waving at Celtics fans goodbye. That was priceless. So, like, you love the fact that the team wants this place to be a, a fun and loud environment. And fans are responding. So it's been a wild start to the season. I could have never, I mean, a million years, you would have told me with the schedule that we have, the Magic will be 12 and 5 after 17 games. I would have thought you were crazy. I would have never taken that bet. Yet here we are. And on top of that, by the way, Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter will only be playing five games in that stretch. I would have laughed right in your face. And yet here we are.
0: This past week, the Magic beat the Toronto Raptors one twenty six and one o seven. Then a big game against the Nuggets. Yeah, they don't have Jamal Murray, but it's still the Denver Nuggets. Ag, you got you know Porter Jr. You got you know the Joker. This is still the Denver Nuggets. I can still do a lot of damage. And the Magic beat them one twenty four one nineteen. And then the big game against the Boston Celtics, where you know we took them one thirteen ninety six. Uh, must win game for. Uh, you know the end season tournament, and then tonight's game, we beat the Hornets one thirty to one seventeen. Really, really tough. Um, you know, outlook for the Hornets where they ended up losing Lamelo Ball pretty early into the game. Um, who suffered, um, you know, after a collapse with Paolo Bancaro. And as much as I would have loved for Lamelo Ball to, you know, my preference would be to to play against a team at at full strength and full health mm-hmm. because you don't you don't want that that little asterisk where, well, you only beat us because, you know, you don't have a mellow ball. And I felt like that was some of the stuff that we were also hearing when we played against the Boston Celtics where, yeah. you know, they, they weren't at full health, right? They didn't have drew holiday that was available, but it, it's a, it's a constant reminder that needs to be said, dude, we're not healthy either. We still don't have Markel Fultz. We still don't have my um, Wendell Carter jr. We don't have our starting point guard or center. I really couldn't tell you what team in the NBA could seriously do what the Magic are doing without their starting point guard and starting center. Like that, that's that we should not be winning these games. And Mm -hmm. we are, but we're winning it because of the collective group that we have. It it really is by committee. um, By committee. Franz Wagner, finally, it, it seems like. You know, although he's had really good games, um, it felt like he's been struggling. Like he really (laughs) hasn't been able to get into his groove. Today he had an awesome, awesome game. Maybe not so much in the first half, but the second half, we really got to see, you know, Franz Boogie really, really take over. Also, Cole Anthony, man, Cole Anthony is is doing exactly what we needed him to do. Yeah, he's not starting. Yeah, he's coming off the bench. Yeah, he's he's you know sixth, seventh, eighth man. Right? But my man dropped the thirty burger today. He ended the game. Dude. He's getting the minutes. He's doing work. He le he is the sixth best guard, rebounding guard in the NBA. Sitting at what? Six foot one, six foot two ish in the NBA. You really don't even maybe. Maybe. Like that's that's <laughs> it's not accurate. Maybe that, you know what? Now I'm curious. What is he honestly listed as?
1: They haven't. If, at... if it's anything,
0: if it says six three, they're lying. Six two. Yeah, Wikipedia's saying six three. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it. My man's <laughs> barely six one, barely, barely.
1: What did he say in the in the post game uh, interview last game? I think he said five ten. Like that's a joke. That at five ten, he's stealing rebounds. It, I think he's six feet six
0: one, maybe. And, but that's that's a crazy thing, man. Because you're you're not. Yeah, he's athletic, right? He he can jump. But it's it's effort too, man. It's it's emphasis and wanting to grab the rebounds. And you're you're talking about a team that for the last few seasons we've struggled with rebounding. Struggled hard. It's one of the things that we, we said that the magic need to address, rebounding and shooting. And you have Cole Anthony just going out there and giving all types of effort, man. You you love to see it. And it, it gets to a point now where the magic where we're up there with Philly. We're up there with Boston. Right. So now we have to take a look at this team and forget any expectations that we had before. It needs to be updated because let's be honest. Last season, we missed the plan completely. We had a shot at it. If we were healthy, I think we would have made it 100 percent. Yep. I'm confident saying that this was a season where we say playing at minimum. But now, how do you not look at the team that we have, whether you're a fan? Whether you're the national media and say if the Magic don't make the playoffs, then it's a disappointment. The playing is no longer like who who is talking playing? Nobody's talking playing. The the team isn't talking playing. The coach Moss isn't talking playing. Nobody's talking playing. The expectation right now for this team is updated to playoffs.
1: For sure. I mean, look at the standings. I'm looking at it right now. The playing teams right now are playing about 500 basketball right now. The Knicks are two games over 500. But other than that, they're all 8-8 and right now. So 500 basketball. The Magic are seven games above 500 as of this moment. So it would take a minor collapse for this team to kind of fall back into 500 basketball. And hopefully we don't see it. It's the opposite, man. Like this team right now is about to get healthier. You're about to get hopefully Wendell pretty soon, Markel pretty soon. On top of this, dude's playing great right now. They're getting even more help. And on top of that, you got you got guys like Caleb Houston come, on, come off the bench today, play 12 minutes, give you six points, a couple of three-pointers. you got Jay Howard killing it in, in, in Osceola right now, which, again, we'll talk about that later. So it's like you feel safe knowing that if someone does go down for a couple of games. We have enough depth to make that up. That was never the case before. So to your point, I think if the Magic drop below six, at this point, like by April, in my eyes, that would be a disappointment. It would have taken a major injury, God forbid that happens. Something would have must have gone south, injury wise, for me to understand that collapse. But right now, the way this team is playing, man, top six in the East has to be the ultimate goal.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of death, we got to be, we got to see Caleb Houston come out and and give meaningful minutes. Caleb Houston was a plus seventeen. Dropped six points in twelve minutes, one from two from the three point line. Hit it, hit a you know a confident three free throws. This team, that's really the biggest difference. Mar- it, last year, without Markel Fultz, without Wendell Carter, we struggled. We would struggle, right? Now it's not. We're not. We're not dealing with that. We're just. We're just not. It's next man up mentality. It's it's Anthony Black, it's it's Goga, and they're doing enough for us to still be able to compete and be successful with the competition because you have Franz, Paulo, uh, Co Anthony, and everyone else stepping up, and the, this team is is man, it, I, I can't I can't think back to a time where it has been this much fun watching the magic play it's I mean, been awesome.
1: You got to go back to what? 2010, really? Like even those last couple of years of Dwight here, last year of Dwight, you knew what was coming. You heard the rumors, the whole rumors to the nets and all these things were going going on. So that wasn't fun. You knew it was coming to an end, but really Oh nine is what I can think of some magic fan, me coming to every game, thinking the magic got a chance tonight. Like I really have not felt that way since then. Um, and we talked about it off air a little bit. Um, Think about the 2019 run, the 2019 run where we made the playoffs, you know, Michael Carter Williams, that was fun. But realistically, we knew there was a ceiling to that team and that ceiling was very low. It was pretty much eighth or, eighth or ninth in the East. And if you make the playoffs, you win one or two games max. With this team, we're in the ground level, man. We're in the elevator. We're pressing. What button do we press? Is it the 10th floor? We don't know because this team can be incredible. Not, not, not only this season. But for years to come, you got to realize Paolo and Franz are 20 and 21, man. Like these kids have so much room to grow. Jalen sucks. Cole Anthony. So the foundation is being built right now in Orlando. How it truly develops the next couple of years, we'll find out. But the, the fun thing about this is this is like the Dwight years back in 07, 06. We're seeing the greatness. But what this team will be two years from now, a year from now, my goodness. But for now, let's focus on, on the present. I, wanna, I do want to give a huge shout out, man, to our front office. And by the way, I want to mention this Anthony Parker, man, like this dude, I've seen him on every game. I guess he sits near me because I see him every game. The coolest thing today, I see this dude, he's our general manager. He's buying a freaking Cuban bowl at the Cuban little concession stand. I look at my wife, like, why is our general manager in the regular line buying a Cuban bowl like a regular human being and going to his seat? And just watching the game like a regular person I'm, I'm i'm impressed by that like i really respect him the fact that he's doing that because again i've seen the other guys in the front office in their suites watching the game comfortably this dude is with the people i don't know what he's doing in regular seats and buying concession stand foods but he's doing it but i do want to say man like the people that we're bringing into orlando right now they just don't make mistakes you think about goga anthony black Caleb houston uh even Schofield to some degree, like the guys that brought in the last couple of years that they've been throwing. They've been just additions because we've needed them or just to see what they can bring to the table. They don't make mistakes. Like Caleb Houston goes in the game. There's no silly turnovers. There's no rush shots. There's no, you know, playing too fast. It's incredible to me what they've been doing the last few years, picking up these players. I mean, Goga, when was the time you went to a game or you watched the game and you said, Goga, what are you doing? Like, it just doesn't happen. He's doing, he knows his role is. He knows what to do. So major shout out to our front office because we know the core pieces are in Orlando. We know who they are. It's Paulo, it's France. it's Wendell, Markel, these guys, right? But the complementary pieces are fitting in so nicely and they're just playing their role. So major shout out to the front office because to win games, you need that. And they're doing that.
0: Yeah, and listen, the fan base is just hyped. Hyped. I've seen the videos online of... There being Orlando Magic chants on the on the way down of the escalators. um, Our, our spaces, man, our spaces have grown. I, last season, we probably averaged anywhere from 25 to 60, you know, 60, 70 people in, in you know, the spaces at one time post-game. You know, uh, right now I'm looking just doing a quick check. We have about 130, 150 people right now in live spaces Listening Crazy. and talking about the Orlando Magic. You got Dante Marcatelli in the spaces right now talking to the fan base about this team. There's, there's just people right now who are absolutely hyped about this basketball team. And this is something that we've wanted. We've wanted this feeling for a very, very long time. We're hyped. The team is hyped. And the sky is uh, the, the, the limit. There is no limit for this team. Now, let's talk about the why why is it that the magic are doing this now what is it that changed why are the magic so good we're looking at a seven game win streak the longest active win streak right now um in the nba why are the magic playing so well i mean some key some key takeaways and and major shout out to uh
1: to the magic who, who put out this article and highlighted some key stats honestly i wasn't even aware of but like one of them is. The Magic ranked num- rank number one so far this season in forcing turnovers. So we know the defense is incredible, but they're, they're doing that. They're forcing turnovers. So you can, that starts with Jalen Suggs. Then he takes a rest. J.I. comes in creating chaos. That is their number one thing. They're forcing turnovers. Opponents are averaging 17 of them per game. The last team to do so were the 2019-2020 Bulls. So again, it's, it's a really good defensive effort to bring it in every single night. Think about second chance points. Opponents are only averaging 11.7 of them against the magic second fewest in the league. So to your point earlier, we're rebounding the ball really, really well. The magic are also averaging, which is incredible to me, 58.3 points in the paint. That is the third most in this winning streak span across the league. Um, and Orlando is also averaging the second most shots within five feet of the basket. So let me let me stop it there for a second before we continue. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've noticed that. The Magic's offense is ball movement. We're going to attack the paint. We're either going to finish, get fouled, or pass it back out for a three-pointer. So what are your thoughts on that? Because that has really impressed me. Like Cole Anthony's mindset is I'm going to get the ball and attack the hoop. Jalen Suggs, same thing. Paulo and France, same thing. And that is so good to see because we have, again, young legs, athletic guys, strong guys. They should be doing that. But what are your thoughts on that particular stat?
0: It's the advantage that we have. You have players that can finish around the basket. Yeah, there's times where Jalen Suggs kind of like there there was a moment today where, you know, he, he had to go ahead on the fast break and he... Drove it to the basket, but he also had three, four people on top of him, so it, it wasn't the great, the greatest look. But that's not always the case. There's so many opportunities where he's taken it to the basket, and he has a legitimate, good shot of being able to to make a basket out of it. And I think that that's just been the consistent game plan from the very beginning. We know, listen, it's no, it's no secret. We're not the best offensive team in the NBA. We're, we're not creating some some crazy blueprint, right? But we have we have hard-nosed defense team that can do damage offensively. Yeah, maybe we can sharpen the iron a little bit around the three-point shot. Right now, Orlando rakes 27th in, in three-point percentage and 26th in turnovers. But we're, we're nonstop. We're, we're go, go, go. We're, we're pushing the pace. Um, the, everyone's, there's moments where the Magic do fall into hero ball. There are mm-hmm. moments where we, we just go one on one. We saw Franz Wagner do that how many times today? But you have the advantage. That's that's the that's that's the 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 glue of this team. It's it's what what highlights this team is the fact that you have two combo forwards that that can do it all. So why why not take advantage of your speed of Franz Wagner and, and Paulo Bancaro? Paulo Bancaro, there's moments where Paulo the defense collapses on him because they know that you have to. Mm-hmm. And it frees everybody up. If you don't think that for the reason why Franz Wagner was able to drop his 30-point his game today wasn't because of Paolo Carroll, you're crazy. But it's because you, you you have to pick your poison. The Magic are pick-your-poison team. Do you exactly. try to create your game plan to stop Franz? or to to stop hollow. And if you do, then you still have Cole Anthony that can do damage. The minute that you bring back Mark Hill and Wendell, that's even more like we already have one of the best second units. And I think that that's, that's the part that needs to be highlighted the most. The magic are doing so well because of our second unit play. They've been holding us over.
1: Huge. And I'll tell you what, like we've played this great teams against the Celtics the Nuggets One thing that I kept saying to people was that's our way to stay in the game. If our starters cannot get it done or they're falling behind a little bit, our bench can come in and they'll give us a boost. Because those top tier teams in the East, guess what, man? They have no depth. They really don't. Like when the bench comes in and Giannis is resting and and Tatum is resting, guess what? That's our advantage. We're bringing J.I., Mo Wagner, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris. Go, go, go. You know, outscore them by 10, 12 points. That may be enough to win the game. And if you've been watching this week, That's what's been happening. Against Denver, that happened. Against the Celtics, that happened. The bench brought us back into the game or gave us the lead. And that's going to be huge. And on that point, that's another point where the Magic have been winning. Only the Pacers bench is averaging more points in the Magic's reserves right now. Also, our bench collectively averages 19.6 minutes of playing time. That is the fifth most in the NBA. So meaning our starters are getting rest. There's enough trust to let them play and know they're going to do well out there. Um, And that group, the bench group, also rebounds at a very high level. They're amongst uh, all second units. They rank third in that department. So, again, when you think about our bench, it's not only scoring, they're defending well, they're rebounding well. And lastly, as a team, man, we rank fourth in charges taken, third in deflections, and third in defensive lo- loose balls recovered. That, I read that and I'm thinking, Jalen sucks, J.I. automatically. Dudes are just all game long are just tipping balls, diving on the floor, Mo Wagner as well. So, again, man, we've been preaching defense for so long. Since our front office got here, it's defense first, defense first. We started with drafting J.I., drafting Mo Bamba, drafting Chuma. The whole thing was defense first. Guess what, man? We thought they were crazy for a while. Now that we're seeing it come to life, it's fun to watch, man, because these dudes are getting it done.
0: The Magic have this, this unique knack of being able to surprise people. And we we've seen glimpse of it. It just hasn't been able to we haven't been able to see a full season of it. We did see some glimpse of it last season. You can debate the season prior to that. But the minute that the Magic drafted Cole, if you would have told me like, yo, relax a little bit, the Calvary is coming, I I I couldn't see the vision. Like nobody really could. The Magic ended up bringing Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paulo Banchero. Little by little, this team started building and forming. Now you take a look at what the Magic are able to do now, and how? How do you not you le, le, like? Let's let's take a look. It, well, right now, pull up pull up the uh, the Eastern standing. Yep. Right now, who's in eighth place?
1: Eighth place right now is Cleveland eight and eight
0: okay so right now we're third right so that means that we would go first round fifth so who's who's the fifth
1: fifth right now is indiana
0: indiana right now who's afraid of the indiana pacers you take can, the Magic can, going against the Indiana Pacers right now. Granted, I know that there's still a whole entire season, a lot of basketball left to play. But right now, you're going against the Indiana Pacers. Who's afraid of the Pacers?
1: So wait. So if the Magic are second right now, they would actually play Cleveland in the first round. That would be the eighth. I'm sorry, the seventh. That would be New
0: York Knicks in the first round. And that's you you don't even know that because they still have to go through a plan. So Correct. who knows right. who that team might be, right? That's right. Because right now we're tied, we're tied for second. So second, third. I think I think we're tied right now with Milwaukee, if I'm yep. not mistaken. So who knows who it is that you might face, right? But I promise you, and this is something that I've, I keep hearing from the national media standpoint. They keep using the words "dangerous" with the Orlando Magic, and I can't think of a better, better description of what this team is because we are we are big. We are long. And we are disciplined. The fact that the Magic have the number one defense in the NBA, if one person deserves the credit is, yeah, you can credit the front office because they're the ones that that put the people together. But Coach most, man, from the very beginning, he preached defense first. And myself saying, all right, can we preach some shooting? <laughs> can we preach some <laughs> offense? and to come from an era where we had Vooch and Evan and A.G., and there was a moment in time where we were struggling to score 100 points in the game, 100 points. And here we're at a seven-game winning streak, and the Magic just dropped 130 on the Hornets. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. Kudos to Coach Mose. Kudos to the Magic team. Kudos to the front office. We just hope that this can continue and this isn't just a moment.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing, man. We got to take advantage of this crazy run that we're in. Think about the next couple of games that we have, and again, we'll talk about it towards the end of the show. We got the Wizards coming up next, man. Like you, you got to head into this next couple of days off that you have. By the way, well deserved because the Magic have been traveling a ton. They've been playing hard. They need this next couple of days off to kind of rest and, and let their body heal. Um. But coming into those two games against the Wizards, last two games of this homestand, you got to take him as, hey man, we got to attack these games like if we're playing the Celtics, like if we're playing the Lakers. Come energized, play hard, dude. You could easily be fourteen and five before you head to Brooklyn on Saturday. Imagine that—nine games over five hundred entering December. Like that would be wild. To your point, like you're you're basically securing yourself early in the season, hopefully a top six seed in the East. So. All these games matter. I, I do care about every single one game. I, that's why, to me, like people say, oh, it's a game in January, a game in December. To me, every game matters because at the end of the day, you might be the seventh seed in the East all of a sudden instead of the sixth because you lost that one game against the Wizards. So it's been fun. It will continue to be fun because we're just getting started in the season. But they got to keep this mindset going. And to your point, once Markell and Wendell come back, in my mind, Take another level. Like, we should be better with them on the lineup. We we shouldn't see a three-game losing streak because they're back. They know what we're doing. They know the offense. They know the defensive schemes. They're learning on the bench what's working. Like, not for nothing, Goga, what Goga's doing, Wendell should be soaking that in. Oh, oh, so I don't have to try that hard. All I have to do is protect the paint. All I have to do is rebound balls and just run, and I'm going to get easy dunks. Okay, I shouldn't be trying to do three-point shots here and there and fade away post-ups. Like, it's so simple for Goga. Why can't it be for Wendell? Because to your point, they're triple teaming, Paulo. They're double teaming France. Guess who's hoping most of the time? It's either going to be him or Markel. So, again, man, it's going to be a fun, fun December all the way through April. Um, let's enjoy this moment. We have not had many moments like this. Uh, so, when Celtics fans are complaining, oh, this is your Super Bowl, this is your finals, call it whatever you want. We're beating your asses. That's what it is. So, take it for now. Let's have some fun with this. And let us enjoy it, man. We've suffered the most the past eight years with injuries. Facts. We're finally winning, and you're whining about the fact that we're celebrating, or the sucks is pumping his chest and and getting the crowd hyped. Bro, let us enjoy it. You're having your moments. You've made it to the finals. If you're a Celtics fan, you won. If you're the Raptors back in 2019, you've had your moment. Let us enjoy this moment. We haven't had this. That's all
0: I can say. And, and just to kind of touch base on it, because we haven't spoke about it yet the the comments of the Super Bowl and and the Magic playing too hard. These were all comments that Eddie House made. True, one like we really shouldn't be spending energy on eddie house but it feels now like it's part of just kind of what you do now when you play against the celtics like Mm -hmm. eddie house is 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 you know living rent free in my mind because now they're they're synonymous like boston celtics eddie talk smack about eddie house and that's just kind of what you do but yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't understand regular season playing too hard. Like, there's no such thing, especially if you're a young team with a chip on your shoulder, looking, looking for something to prove, right? And the Magic just—they, they have this swagger about them that they are going to play hard because they're, they're playing for their coach. We heard about it over and over and over again in the off season with Gary Harris and Markel Folds talking about they want to win games for coach most because he's one of the good ones, right? These guys are playing for each other. They're playing for for their head coach. Um, their chemistry is on another level. And I love the fact of where we're at in the schedule. Seven-game winning streak. We got the Wizards on Wednesday, the Wizards again on Friday. You win those two games. Now you're at a winning streak of nine. And then you which face is, against...
1: Which is, by the way, our record. That's the longest winning streak in Magic history is nine. So if we can win those amazing. two...
0: That even better, even better. But then you go against Brooklyn, which Brooklyn was the first team that we lost to in our in our our in season tournament. So it makes you feel like if the Magic could win 10 in a row, right? over. That's it. From a national media perspective, there's no way that one ESPN doesn't relook at their schedule and say, hey, we got a lot of games of these San Antonio Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. and they're <laughs> stinking it up. How are we not having the magic up there? But then also this is your way of kind of proving yourselves fighting in the East against a team that that kind of stomped it on you a bit. That you know, it's 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 I I view it as a revenge game. So For sure. man, it, it's that that Brooklyn game is a game that I have circled. Um the Wizards the Wizards are they, they are, they are struggling, struggling. They've only won two games this season. They're in last place in the East. I'm not sure. Is there another worse team than the Wizards right now in the West? In the East? In the West. Like, are, are they oh, the, the worst team in the NBA?
1: Um, in the West? Portland, maybe? Uh, let me actually take a look. It's a good question because I, I haven't looked at the bottom of the standings for the first time in years. I got it right years. here.
0: Okay. So, yes, the worst. yes, the Wizards are the worst team in the NBA. Yes, Spurs has only won 3 games. I, I I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. it like Victor Wembanyama, I get the hype. I get it. But who who is surprised by their record? It's okay. Grizzlies <laughs> also playing terrible without Ja. They're a 3 and 13. Wizards, we've seen you know, the the videos that have gone viral with Jordan Poole not being fully engaged and then, you know, getting called out for it and then all of a sudden he's super focused in the huddle. I thought that was funny. Um <laughs> but but the Wizards are, are a complete mess. Shout out to Josh Robbins. Um and the the Magic have an opportunity to really capitalize on those two games before they, they end up going against Brooklyn. Um and again, this is this is a team that they hung their hat. On the defensive side. Um, when it comes to defense. Who do you believe. Is our best defensive player. Like who do you give that. That title to. Do you give it to Jonathan Isaac. Do you give it to. Jalen Suggs. Who Cole Anthony credits. The two of them. For being our defensive anchors. For being the the two heads. Of the snake. Who would you consider. Is our best offensive player. If you need to stop, who are you sending out?
1: It's a hard question, man. Uh, obviously, because one is a guard, one is a big, right? So you cannot when you can have them both out there, which you've seen a couple of times. So we're ends of games, and that's been fun to watch. The fact that JI is finally playing um, close, closing out know, games for us. I, I gotta go with Jalen today, just because of the fact that he's more reliable. He's out there more. I think JI eventually will get there. Like today, he missed the game against the Hornets last minute, being precautionary. Like, oh, I hate it because let him play. He's healthy, he's healthy. So because of the fact that I can depend on him more on a game-to-game basis, I'm going to say Jalen sucks. But you'll be lying to yourself if you don't say, when G.I. is fully healthy and he's playing, we've seen this since he was a rookie. The skills, the, the, the fact that he can be a, a defensive player of the year type of player in this league, G.I. is that guy. He can block shots, he can steal, he can guard well without fou- fouling so to me i think j.i when he is 100 it's definitely that guy but today i would say Jalen circus is that guy for me how about you i'm going with jonathan isaac i'm going yeah, with jonathan isaac I don't blame
0: just you. just because he's he's held he's held that within him since we drafted like we've always mm-hmm. known that he was an all defensive type of player and we've always known that and what I love about Jonathan Isaac is that he doesn't care if you're their big man. He doesn't care if you're their guard. He'll get down in the defensive position a little lower if he has to, if you're a guard, and he'll D up. You can switch with him. It doesn't matter. He's going to guard his man. He's going to be able to get a stop with the man in front of him. But Jalen Suggs, you know, I, it, it, he's still tough, right? He's still a tough defender. He doesn't care either, but I like my chances more with Jonathan Isaac, and I think that Jonathan Isaac, he— not not that Jalen Suggs doesn't hang his hat on the defensive end as much as JI. I. I. I think they're 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 both, you know, that guy when it comes to it. Um, but I I love watching Jonathan Isaac play defense. I love it. But I also love this energy that Jalen Suggs has this season that we did not see last year. Maybe not as much, right? Because still we we've seen moments of Jalen Suggs where he's he's pumping his chest. He's he's throwing out, you know, making sure he's highlighting the, the Orlando or the magic name on his chest, right? We we've seen that, but it seems like he's pissing off a lot of people, right? On opposing teams and, and opposing fan bases and national media. Yeah. Brian Scalabrini was was the most recent one where he called Jalen Suggs talentless. Right. And then Jalen Suggs just decides to go off. Um and and, and I love I love that. I love that. I love that no one else has caught up to it yet. I love that Vegas still hasn't caught up to it yet. They're That's starting right. to. They're starting to now. I'm glad that they haven't. It. it allows for me to have some extra change in my pocket, <laughs> kind of. Um, but man, the scene. The scene has been fun. The scene has been fun. Yeah, I would say Jonathan Isaac. Um, but both are amazing. Now, Jeff Howard was recently assigned to the the Magic. His first debut game, he dropped thirty four points, went absolutely insane from behind the three point line. And then the second game wasn't wasn't as good. I, I would have to pull up the stats, but um he only dropped about seven, eight points percentage from the three point line it was not good. Um and then the third game, which he had today, was definitely a lot better. But what are your thoughts on Jaha on Jay Howard being assigned to the G League? Um do you think that this is one the right course, the right decision? And how do you see that being, or how do you see that impacting his development?
1: I mean, I, I love it. I think that some people were like, "Oh my goodness, we drafted the kid, this kid, eleven, and he's going to Lakeland. Like, I'm not Lakeland, Osceola. Like that, that makes no sense." And to me, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, this is exactly what Lakeland. Oh my god, I keep calling it Lakeland. Osceola. It's intended for. It is for this particular moment. You got a rookie that has talent. On any other team, he will be playing. And the reality is. We are a good team right now. We have a ton of depth. If he was with the Magic on the bench, he would just be watching the games like me and you are. How's he going to get better by doing so? Instead, he's out there getting reps with the the Magic G League team. And look at today. Today was his third game with the team. 17 points, four assists, three rebounds, one for six from three-point range. Um, But to your point, 34, the first game, kind of struggle. game two. I think he scored eight points. Bounced back with 17 today. Again, I love it. I see no wrong with this. Let him go out there, shoot the ball, get, get some confidence. And I guarantee you, at some point of the season, we're going to need his depth. We're going to need him to step in and, and play some minutes for us. He'll be ready. He'll be, again, in game shape. He'll be figuring out his shot if he's struggling with it but for any reason. So I like it. I see no wrong with it. Um, How about you? Are you happy with that decision, or what are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love the fact that he's getting some extra reps. Um, this is the reason why you bring the Osceola Magic um to Kissimmee. This mm-hmm. is why you take them from Lakeland and you bring them literally maybe twenty twenty five minutes away from you know the Amway the Amway Center at Silver Spurs. Um, it, it's is the fact that they're so close. So it's not like you're sending them far away. This is literally just him being able to play a game, get some reps. Um, and still work under the same scheme that they have with the A team, right? This is mm-hmm. this is the reason why you have a G League. This is meant for you to be able to develop the game. So he's not getting the minutes for the Magic, which is understandable. Get some minutes while well, still the Magic. I, I love it. He's not the only rookie that's playing in the G League. I think they I, I saw the other day that Grady Dick was sent uh, yep. to the G League recently. So this is something that you're starting to see way more common with rookies. Uh, I can't remember the percentage, but I I saw a post that you know the G League had the other day where it's just it's just a common thing. It's not it's not anything that you should lose confidence in or confidence in your game. It's just something that's a part of the process. And hopefully, you know he's able to see the the benefits from it. Um, when it comes to a point where he's transitioning, and uh, you know I, I would love to see like eventually I bring him back. Um. And don't just keep him on the bench. Like, if you're going to bring him, let's say they make the decision, <clears throat> the decision to bring him back to the A-team, let's, let's get him in and let's see if he's learned anything from it. Like, let's, let's start getting that experience. Um, but, but, again, we, we talked about it earlier. Caleb Houston got into the game, and we saw immediate impacts. That's what we want to see from Jay Howard. Jay Howard gets in the game. He's only playing seven, eight minutes. In those seven, eight minutes, what did you do to impact the game? Or do, exactly. do we even forget that you got into the game? We, we need to be able to see impact, especially, you know, this far gone where the Magic are trying to win and playing hard and are being successful. You can't just go in there and, and not do anything. Anthony Black. Anthony Black has been kind of a, a little bit of a, a ghost the last few games. Um, even today, today seemed a little different. He did seem like he was he was a little more aggressive um than other games he still didn't play a whole lot 14 15 minutes only scored about two points um but i felt like he impacted the game more today um what are your thoughts on anthony black
1: i think to your point i don't know what what changed i felt like the lad, the first two three games he played like he was actually shooting the ball attacking the basket more involved on the offensive end defensively no complaints the kid is battling he's going for rebounds he's going for steals i love the energy on the defensive end um but if you're a starting guard in this team, and again, I've said it many times before, you gotta impact the game. And he is doing it defensively. But I'm just saying, you got Jalen Suggs again that people still don't respect in this league as a shooter. Paulo's getting better. France was struggling to shoot the ball until today. We gotta stretch out the floor a little bit. And if you're not a threat at all to either cut to the basket, attack the basket, or shoot threes, then I'm a little concerned. But he's not making mistakes, he's not making silly decisions out there, so he's doing good in that sense. I just got to see more aggressiveness. He's got to trust his game a little more. And again, if you're open, shoot it. If you see a lane, attack it. It's going to help your other teammates uh, to get open. But other than that, again, at least it's not making mistakes. Um, Against the Celtics, he did look like a rookie his first couple of minutes. like They were just bodying him and and going right at him. Um, And again, coach made a great decision, took him out right away. I just wonder if Markel's going to be out longer, which he shouldn't be, but let's say that he is. At some point, I wouldn't mind, to be honest. If they say, hey, Gary Harris, step up to the to the starting five. Jalen becomes a point guard. And all of a sudden, you kind of add a lo- another shooter to the starting five because eventually teams will figure out what we're doing. And again, if Anthony Black is just a ghost, they will say, guess what? We don't even going to card you. Like, let's just throw two guys at Paolo consistently or at France. So that's my only concern. I- I'm kind of seeing a little bit of a step backwards in his play lately. And as a rookie, that will happen. Um but mostly has to respond we're we're talking about accountability to everyone guess what he needs to be held accountable too so we'll see what happens to Markel I hope that he is back after two days off here uh coming up and then the Wizards come to town on Wednesday I hope that Markel is ready man because I don't understand the knee injury continues to be just discomfort it's nothing drastic but at this point we need him back
0: yep and truthfully I don't I it it wouldn't make sense to bring Markel back these next two games against DC. Again, last team True. in the Eastern Conference, last team in the NBA. It, it doesn't make sense. The Magic are playing really, really well. You feel confident that you know you give them give them a break, give Markel full a break. I wouldn't be surprised, Jonathan. Isaac doesn't play those two games, gives him additional time to be able to heal up in a season where there's a lot of bruises and and pains that go along with it. So I, I'm not expecting for them to come back. If they do, amazing. Um, if they don't, not a big deal. But um, Tuesday is 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 where we have the next date circled before our Wednesday game. Where we kind of see exactly what ends up happening um, with the rest of the in-season tournament. Um, I'll break that down. What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so we beat the Celtics, thankfully. So we hold a tiebreaker. So to kind of make sure people understand how it works now. So we are done. We've played our four games. We finished our first round uh, with a 3-1 and one record. However, the Celtics have the chance to finish also with a three and one record, and so does the Brooklyn Nets. So, the first tiebreaker um, that they look at is record against each other. So, the the Nets beat us. So, if they finish three and one like we are right now, automatically they would advance because they had, they beat us in our first game against them. So, they would advance to the second round. Um, However, if Brooklyn wins, by fewer than 14 points and Boston also wins by fewer than 23 points, then that means that the magic will win the group C in advance to the second round. So again, let me, let me say that again. So if Brooklyn loses, we're done, we qualify automatically. So we're rooting for Brooklyn to lose. That's the easiest thing to do. If they end up winning, then we're also rooting for Boston to win, but we want them to win by less than 23 points Brooklyn by less than 14 let me pause there for a second. Does that make sense so far? So, so how do we win Group C? That's how we do it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense. Now, who is it that they play, Brooklyn?
1: So let me look at the schedule real quick. I had it up and closed the window real quick. So next schedule. On Tuesday night, the next tournament game, they are playing against the Raptors. The Raptors. And the Celtics, I'm guessing, play the Bulls. Let me triple check here real quick. Yep, the Bulls. So basically, we need the Raptors to beat the Nets. All of a sudden, we we Raptors fans and Magic fans go out all the time. All of a sudden, we're best friends. We, we need you guys to help us out and beat the Nets. That's the easiest way out for us to advance to the quarterfinals. Um, but let's say that doesn't happen. So let's say that Brooklyn wins and they qualify and they win by more than 14. And all this stuff happens. The first way is New York must win by fewer than four points or less or if they lose, Miami must win by fewer than 11 points or more than 15 points or ultimately loses. Cleveland wins by fewer than 16 points or loses, and Milwaukee wins or loses by more than 15 points. So it's messy, to say the least. So basically, all all you got to root for is Brooklyn to lose on Tuesday. That's the easiest way out. Otherwise, we'll be doing some crazy math to end the night on Tuesday. But ideally, man, we see the, the Orlando Magic advance. It's a huge accomplishment for the Magic to come after losing the first game to the Nets the way they did to come back and win the next three in-season tournament games and to be advancing to the quarterfinals. That would be massive. And hopefully they win the group and we can host that next game here at Amway Center because this team is rocking right now playing at home. So it's exciting. What are your thoughts on all this math and craziness? How are you liking the in-season tournament? Are, are you excited about what the NBA has done with it?
0: Yeah, so so first and foremost, man, the the Nets they just stomped on the Bulls, one eighteen and one oh nine. Uh, Toronto Raptors, hey, they've been playing not good basketball either. So, seeing the Brooklyn Nets really lose, it's just going to be a tough, tough scenario for them to lose. Like something crazy has to happen. So, um, it, it's listen, it, it's it's fun. It's what twenty plus games into the season, we're treating it like it's a playoff. We're going to be watching other mm-hmm. teams, um, and seeing the results of that game and how it impacts the Orlando Magic. This is exactly why it was created. It was created to be able to build this type of hype in the season in an 82 game season where they felt as if it got a little stagnant, you know. So the the fact that there's so much more excitement, there's already been, you know, facts and stats saying that, you know, there there's the viewers are up, they're making way more money. It's it's good for the NBA, it's good for the fans. Um, again, we, we still have the little things that we hope that they adjust and change and and bring back um a, a little more benefits for, for the teams outside of just cash. But outside of that, man, it, it's been a success in my book. So it, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Now we have to kind of wait and see what ends up happening. If the Magic can get some more meaningful basketball being played at such an early stage is only going to help us, prepare us, for the postseason at the end of this season. And I think that that's the biggest takeaway that you're able to take from this. I've always said this, that when it comes to uh, playoffs, playoffs is the number one marketing tool that you have to be able to convince free agents to come play for your team. Because the minute that they feel as if, man, I'm that missing piece, Buddy Heald, who is expected to be a free agent, if he feels like, damn, Look at that magic team. They're terrible at shooting. They're playing great basketball. I'm amazing at shooting. If I go there, we can elevate that team. Not saying buddy healed specifically, just any free agent out there. That's kind of the marketing tool that, that I love to have. Um, and the fact that we're able to to kind of be on a on a on a platform where meaningful games are happening and we can get more attention on the Orlando Magic. I'm all for it. It's amazing. It's awesome. Huge one.
1: Yeah, man, I completely agree with you. I mean, uh, from the beginning, again, uh, you guys know, I I like soccer a little bit. I know in soccer is a massive thing that this tournaments they do while the actual season goes on. It's massive in the world of soccer. So I think the NBA's vision was that, like, how do we make people more entertained? How do we add more value than just a regular game in November? So I love what they're doing. I still think that eventually you should do maybe two games in November, two games in December, two in January. So kind of stretch it a little more. It'll, It'll make it more interesting throughout the whole season. But outside of that, man, I'm just really hoping the Magic advance, one, and two, that we can play the next game at home, at Amway. That would be wild. And just seeing this team make it to the semifinals, to me, that's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. The finals will be incredible. That would be amazing. I will fly to Vegas if they make it to the finals. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) if they don't, if they don't, the semifinals will be incredible for this team. Like That experience, getting shorty for the playoffs, you're playing well as it is, you need that. So let's all just, again pray and hope that Tuesday comes the Nets lose or one of those crazy scenarios happen and we advance a wildcard team um it's gonna be a fun week just waiting for that Tuesday result to see what's gonna happen next
0: seven game winning streak the magic take on the Wizards on Wednesday the Wizards on Friday to finish up um our homestand and um man it is and, and sorry the the nets on saturday it is awesome awesome time to be a magic fan it's an awesome time to be watching these guys um and let's 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 see if we can push the envelope just a little bit more man get us that 10 game winning streak make history make some noise um and and keep getting these wins man every single game counts um after playing get into the playoffs um, and, and prove to these people who we are and what we do. On that note, it's a wrap. I appreciate everyone for listening. This show was presented by Bent Online. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.